Welcome everyone to today's edition of Think Bad, Do Good. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm Jonathan Ryber. I'm your host, Senior Director for Cybersecurity Strategy and Policy here at Attack IQ. And we have Adam Moore and Ken Town on our adversary research team. Um, Adam, why don't you say your title? Start with you. Uh, head of R&D for content. And Ken? I'm one of the uh, adversary research engineers on Adam's team, focused on threat actors. Great. Thank you both for joining. Today, we are going to talk to you. We're gathering in the middle of the unfolding contingency in Ukraine, where Russia has invaded, as everyone knows by now. Um, history is happening in front of us. Um, and we at Attack IQ, the purpose of our company is to build assessments and adversary emulations to help security programs prepare for known threats. That's why we're here. That's what we've been doing since the founding of our company. So we are here to help organizations prepare for this contingency by testing their defenses to see how well they perform. So we have launched a new attack graph which emulates Russian hostile actors based in Russia and emulates their tactics and techniques against your security program. So that's one of the things we're gonna talk about today and really go into depth in what that means for your response and why and how that can help you get ahead of the potential threats that we face. So Ken and Adam are two of the smartest people in our company on these issues. So they're gonna be the subject matter experts and we're just gonna guide you through the conversation a little bit. So Adam, I thought we'd start by looking at what we're seeing in terms of known threats and threat behaviors that are unfolding right now. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, as, as Russia has been ramping up for this invasion, the, you know, and uh, combining kind of a full spectrum approach of, of hybrid warfare. There's, of course, been, you know, just scoping to the last uh, six weeks or so, you know, beginning in mid-January, it was reported uh, publicly called Whispergate. Uh, some Russian APT and destructive malware uh, masquerading as ransomware. So that was on, uh, that, that was reported on, um, it's happening about January 13. And then fast forward to February and, you know, continuing psychological operations, uh, information operations from, you know, proxy actors such as the uh, Belarusian APT uh, UNC 1151 uh, has also perpetrated some uh, website defacements and other things like that. And then in on February 23rd, uh, day before the invasion, uh, hours before and actually a uh, uh, Russian APT threat actors deployed a hermetic wiper, destructive malware to hundreds of machines in Ukraine. And uh, so that's, you know, targeting is ongoing as well. And um, that's kind of the the summary there. That's right. Yeah, and so Russia, more, so Russia has advanced cyber cyberspace operational capabilities that we've been, we're anticipating them using against both Ukraine and U.S. and allied interests globally. And so you've just outlined some of the some of the tactics and techniques and capabilities that they've been deploying. But keep going. Yeah, yeah. So even during uh, during and after the the physical invasion, uh, the the Belarusian APT uh, UNC eleven fifty one began a campaign called Asylum uh, Ambuscade, uh, being called that by Proofpoint, and basically using a compromised Ukrainian service member's email. Uh, to target European officials uh, involved in transportation, uh, financial and budget allocation, administration, and population movement. 
uh, within Europe, uh, seemingly with a goal of uh, potentially disrupting Ukrainian refugees and population movements and supply transport movements, uh, things like that. So the, the cyber dimension is, is definitely also still in full swing and continuing. Great. Ken, I thought for, for folks tuning in for the first time that maybe haven't been thinking about adversary emulation and the importance of continuous automated security control validation, it might help to start with some readiness tips for what an organization that given that we know that threats are going to be that are that are occurring right now are going to be expanding against against global interests. What are some tips that you would recommend folks take to get ready today? Yeah, so in my eyes, it's really all about understanding what defense in depth really means and understanding that when an attacker sets their sights on you, you know, you have multiple opportunities to catch their behavior before they reach their final goal. And yes, it's not always great if they make it to the installation phase and get some command and control in, but if you can stop them from getting what they really want, that's a success. And so testing your controls across the entire kill chain is what's most valuable. That's very helpful. Great. Now we've we've recently launched um, an attack graph, and so there's been some recently recent content completed. Adam, can you explain to us a little bit about what's what we've done, and and what we're doing already, and how that helps from a readiness testing standpoint? Yeah, sure. So in January and in February, US CERT put out a couple of alerts and and uh, advisories that outlined some like a, I think it was about sixteen to 18, 18 total. Uh, top TTPs of of uh, Russian threat actors, and so we created an attack graph to emulate a, a realistic attack, you know, a realistic adversary behavior uh, throughout, um, you know, kind of a subset of those TTPs, and uh, that that's been released. So, and, and it, we released a blog with it as well, and it mentions a couple of additional scenarios and, and steps you could add to the attack if you want to in your environment. And that'll give you things like, you know, dumping, um, you know, domain controller, uh, you know, things like that. So those are a little bit more high friction. So uh, you can add those on your own, but we've basically, if you, you know, if you run a, an attack graph like this in your environment and continuously tune for additional preventions and detections, uh, you can, Get in a better and better place. And another, you know, another um, bit of content that we released was basically some malware download and save scenarios. So you can test and validate your uh, antivirus or next gen antivirus against nine different pieces of Hermetic Wiper malware uh, related samples. Uh, so we, we've also got a lot more uh, in progress, but that's what we've got released so far. Yeah, that's great. I mean, so so the goal here, we know what is happening. We know the kinds of tactics and techniques that hostile actors are going to deploy against organizations around the world. And we want you to prepare and test your defenses. The CISA has said, shields up. They said, this is the name of their campaign, shields up. What we're trying to say is you want to test that your shields are going to work. You need to validate that your security controls are going to perform as intended. So Ken, I'd like to pivot over to you to showcase the, the new attack graph that you and Adam and the team and Gio Lopez have developed to actually do just that against this advanced adversary. That sounds good. Uh, let me go ahead and share my screen. So, you know, the US CERT released two reports, one in January, one in February, focusing on generalized Russian behaviors seen against US defense contractors and the critical infrastructure. So our attack graph is picking up in the middle of their reporting 
we're moving beyond the initial access phase where they're going to go ahead and you know find a way to get into your network they have multiple vulnerabilities that they can use to get in and so we focus on what are they going to do once they do get in and the way the attack graph works is it's set up in different stages that can be emulated and you using logic to decide if a security control has prevented or not prevented i can take alternative actions so in the case with our graph, if I'm able to dump passwords successfully, then I can attempt to try to move laterally and gain access to additional systems. If I can't, then I have to pivot and try something else. And that's where they're going to do something with learning more about your Active Directory. Um, and so in the case of the attack graph, when you do emulate it and kick it off, it's going to tell you each step, have you prevented or was it successful, and then provide those details. Not every step should you be expected to have a prevention or a detection, but we want to emulate those behaviors so that when you do go back, you can try to find those initial signs that said an actor was here. Uh, you know, most of the time when you do find an alert, it's not going to be, you know, at that first attempt. It's going to be when they've done something big and noisy, but you want that log and data there to go backwards and find it. Uh, so we do provide like the indicators of the behavior that we emulated so you can find it on your system. And then for things that we do prevent, such in this case, using Bloodhound to find uh, secret domain uh, trust relationships in Active Directory, we'll tell you what was going on and maybe why it didn't find it. So in this case, the binary for Sharpound was tried to be written and had gotten eaten by one of the EDR solutions on that host. Great. That's immensely helpful. Ken, I just want to flag a point that you made the other day when we were talking, which is about an advanced adversary, as we saw, particularly in the Solar Winds intrusion in the Russian government used a Trojan, or well, sorry, a supply chain enabled attack to inject code using what was presumed to be a normal, a normal behavior. The Russian government, if they want to get into your system, can do it. And you made a point the other day that I'd like you to just say again about like why and how this is still such an important capability if you're trying to validate your defense effectiveness. Sure. So as you mentioned, Russian actors are well-financed. They're very smart. They're tricky, you know, doing the whole uh, solar winds and you know, supply chain compromises, going after your suppliers, they have millions of avenues to find a way in. And what's important for us is to remember that the old adage of, you know, you have to be successful 100% of the time to be secure. They only have to be successful once to get in also works in reverse and that we only need to pick up one hint of their behavior whether it's at the beginning of the kill chain, in the middle of the kill chain, and hopefully not at the very end of the kill chain, but at some point along that phase, if you can find them, that's faster to you being able to get out and get them. And being able to run a graph like this and run it repeatedly will help you ensure that you know, the security controls that you thought you had in place are actually in place. Uh, signatures change, your tooling changes. That stuff has impact on what your security posture really is. Running this will show you what it actually is. That's great. Ken, thank you very much for showing us the attack graph. And again, Adam and Ken, thank you for producing it as quickly as you did and accelerating it for the contingency that we find ourselves in. Adam, one of the things about a moment like this is you know, the, the Russians are, have invaded Ukraine and obviously the world's attention is on how this conflict is going to unfold and hopefully resolve itself. One of the things that you've pointed out and that others have pointed out is adversaries are watching. You know, it's not just that the world is watching what's happening there, but China and Iran and others, they're watching what's going on and they're going to try and seek an advantage. So one of the things we want to do in this podcast over the next few weeks as we as we address what's going on in, in Eastern Europe is think about the broader implications. And I wonder if you might just give us a preview 
of the other things that you're building in the security optimization platform and other things you're thinking about as, as the conflict unfolds? Yeah, sure. You know, definitely in the last uh, last couple of months, U.S. Cybercom and U.S. Cert have both been ringing the alarm bells about uh, Iranian threat actors as well, and uh, Muddy Water in particular. And so we've also we also just released an attack graph emulating, um, or yeah, an attack graph, or actually I'm sorry, a, an assessment template uh, for for Muddy Water and. And attack graph actually for them as well, emulating their Operation Quicksand campaign about 18 months ago. So that's um, yeah, that's brand new material as well. It's you know it's it's unknown if if it's just you know coincidental in time, or you know if they uh, are sort of taking advantage opportunistically of this uh, situation here. Um, and they're you know China's also I believe ramping up offensive cyber operations and disinformation in uh, against Taiwan right now. So yeah, we've got yeah. We just want to make sure our customer base is uh, is protected. Yep. Well, so we're going to keep watching what's going on, and Adam and his team are, are continuing to build and release content to help organizations get ahead of potential cyber risk given the unfolding contingency, which again we all want to resolve uh, as quickly as possible, um, and for the Ukrainian people to to be safe and secure and free of of this invasion. So again, Adam, thank you. And Ken, thank you. Thank you for joining. Uh, look forward to hearing more of your thoughts. For everyone who's tuning in, we'll be creating more content, not just through this podcast, but also on blogs to keep our customers and uh, everyone else apprised of what's going on as we see it. Thank you so much for tuning in and look forward to talking again soon.